Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Redeeming Productivity Show. This is the podcast that helps Christians get more done and get it done like Christians. And I am your host, Regan Rose. Well, hey, 2020 has been quite a year, hasn't it? Um, it just feels like the hits keep on coming. There's, you know, the, the COVID-19 stuff, the, the lockdown that came after that uh, and continues. Um, and, and now some of these things happening with, with the George Floyd case and, and the protests and, and then the, the riots and um, the looting that kind of followed that and just the news cycle and man, just so much division even within the church, um, just watching Christians arguing with each other uh, about, you know, a lot of the stuff right now with Black Lives Matters and, and the race issues and all that. And I'll just be honest with you, it is, it is wearisome. And um, I mentioned in my newsletter from last Wednesday, I had said that it's just been so hard for me to stay focused in the midst of, I don't know, just all of these things just keep happening and all these news stories. And it's like, I just always have one eye on Twitter or on the news feed to kind of just um, see, well, what's the next thing that's going to happen? Uh, and it just feels like the world is changing so much. And, you know, just that sense that you can't get your feet under you, that you're just always on your heels. Um, and, you know, this is a, a podcast about personal productivity. So I'm, I don't want to delve too far into some of these matters that, that are political or even, um, you know, kind of out of the realm of personal productivity. I have my own thoughts on these things and maybe I'll share them in another venue. But uh, what I wanted to focus on here is basically how do you stay personally productive in the midst of all of this news hitting you all the time? And I don't want you to interpret my, um, my narrow focus on that as callousness towards some of these things or anything like that. It's just that that's what this podcast is about. This is a podcast about personal productivity. And the fact is, regardless of what's going on in the world, as Christians, we still have to live our day-to-day -day lives. We still need to um, steward well what the Lord's entrusted to us at work, at home, and whatever that looks like in your life, we still need to be productive. And so I want to give some thoughts today about how we can kind of maintain personal productivity in the midst of all these things going on, and uh, hopefully just provide some advice that be helpful to you. Why is it when, when changes happen in life or there's, or there's a lot of newsworthy events happening in the world, why is it that that has such a detrimental effect on personal productivity? Why is it that I've just felt like I, I'm so on my heels in the midst of all these things? And I think that's because personal productivity is kind of like a machine. That's how, that's how I think about it. It thrives on routine. So me, me getting into a rhythm in getting work done. So for example, at, at my job, you know, the tasks that I need to get done each week, the meetings that I need to attend to, um, or, or with this podcast and blog, right? I know which days of the week I need to do which things to make sure that I keep turning out the content and, and things keep moving along, right? And so I think that that's a big part of productivity is, is building out your system and your routines so that you can have the, the greatest level of output possible. Well, the problem with that is, is what happens when those routines get interrupted? And, and that is what's happened this year. So much broken routine, so much broken focus. 
COVID-19 came through. Uh, that just absolutely trashed my routine. It sent me and a lot of you, uh, I'm sure, home from work. Um, and that required, you know, some adjustment to try to figure out, okay, what's it look like to work from home? Uh, you know, how does it, the family's around, right? So that, that took a while for me at least to recover from and kind of break in my new routines. Um, and then, and actually that all got messed up by being sent back to the office. So I'm back in the office now. Um, and that actually was another punch, you know, because, okay, now I got to, get back into a routine, but I wanted to employ some of the lessons I'd learned from my uh, time from working at home. And so that was a punch. And then right when I'm, you know, recovering from that second punch, then there is all this stuff happening in the news and in the protests and some of the things that the politicians are doing uh, in America and uh, in the church's response to that, that has broken my focus. So it was kind of like COVID punch, um, returning to, to work punch. And then uh, all, all of this stuff for the news and it's like uppercut and it's like, I can't get my feet under me. And so all of that just, I don't know, constant bad news, constant stress, constant wondering, like, what is tomorrow going to look like? Cause I mean, think about it. You, you think, why is it? I feel so unproductive. Why is it? I feel like I can't get anything done. Of course I, I said, you know, your routine's broken, your focus is off, but even think bigger than that. Uncertainty is a cancer to personal productivity. And there is so much uncertainty right now in our lives that it, of course you're going to be distracted. Like uh, you're wondering, what's work going to look like? Uh, is, is anything ever going to be normal after this COVID stuff? What's the world going to look like? I don't understand what's happening out here with these clashes and, and these different ideologies hitting together um, and, and how that's affecting politics in my country or how that's affecting varying views in my church, as I've said. Like, all of that leads to uncertainty. And uncertainty is bad for personal productivity because personal productivity always has some sort of goal. There's something I'm trying to achieve. And, and for me, there's certain things I'm trying to do, right? certain goals I'm trying to reach, certain, certain objectives. And I don't know what the world's going to be like and if I'm going to actually be able to do those things now. So that leads to stress and uncertainty and worry and lack of focus. And then I remember that, well, okay, I think, well, maybe all this will settle down soon. And, and I'm in America, obviously, as you can tell by my beautiful American accent. Then I remember that here it's an election year in November. And I think there's no sign of this kind of stuff slowing down. It's going to be one of the most bitter elections we've ever seen. It's going to cause further splits within the church and within the country and within with friends and neighbors and family. And you're just like, dude, <laughs> it's no sign of slowing down. And yet, and yet, as I said, I'm still responsible before God to fulfill the duties that have been entrusted to me. I still have to, even though, I, I mean, we're not even allowed to go back to church where I am. I still can't do that. So even as a churchman, I'm trying to figure out how does that look like, those responsibilities. Uh, as, as a husband and as a father, what is, how do I fulfill that well? And, and as a worker, how do I steward all these things well? <laughs> how do I stay productive when this whole year is just going to absolutely beat me up? Uh, as it always already has. So <laughs> with all the bad news, I, I just was thinking, reflecting and, and praying and thinking, 
Lord, like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the future holds, but I know that you do, Lord. And I want to be a good steward in the midst of all of this. And even, um, not just in the midst of it, but, or in spite, not just in spite of it, I should say, but through it and with it and taking advantage of whatever new opportunities or um, changes of direction uh, that the Lord might be doing through this and, and what I might learn from some of these things. Um, I just want to be a faithful servant in this. And so as I was thinking about those things, some different passages were coming to mind and I, I just came up with, I don't even number them. I just have several, um, I don't know, tips <laughs> uh, for how to stay focused when the world is burning around you. And I would say that the first one of these, how to stay focused when the world is burning around you, the first one I would say is limit your news intake. Limit your news intake. Now, some of you might hear that and say, no, we need to care. We need to, you can't turn your eyes off to this. This is, you know, this is a big deal and you need to care. I'm not saying not to care. I'm saying that there is a way of becoming obsessed with the events that are on the news that is unhealthy and unbiblical and uh, even idolatrous, but it you're basically willingly assaulting your faith in God by placing your eyes on circumstances instead of on Christ. And I think that, that that's unhealthy and that can be dangerous for you if all you're thinking, all you're filling your mind and your heart with is bad news. That, that's going to make you fearful. That's going to make you anxious if you're not even allowing room for um, the truth of God's word to penetrate your mind and heart. And so that anxiety and that fear that's going to come from that is going to make you a very poor steward of what's in front of you. Uh, because, you know, I remember that I remember um, I talked to some people that actually lived in New York um, during uh, in 2001 when when 9-11 happened. I've talked to several people that lived through that and I remember talking to them about their experiences and what that was like and um, several people uh, I remember telling me dude I could not turn off the news. I let the house go to pot. Uh, You know the, the sink was full of dishes. I wasn't showering. I wasn't doing anything. I was just glued to the television. I was scared out of my mind. And, um, I think of one person in particular, and she was telling me that like, she had to repent of that because all of that was her not trusting the Lord. It was just filling her mind with, um, fear and apprehension instead of focusing on, on Christ. So I, I would just say the first advice I would give to you, and I need to give this to myself because I can't stay off the internet is limit your news intake. Uh, if you're starting to feel despair and fear and anxiety, um, you know, turn it off a little bit. The, the news is, um, is like a magnifying glass, you know, objects and events that you see on, on the news or, or, or on the little stories, they're, they're much larger than they actually are in real life. You know what I mean? Their proportions are distorted. It's like a funhouse mirror almost. And it, it paints a picture of the world in, um, starker tones than, than reality is. And, um, it just has a way to in, inflate things beyond what they are to make them, you know, uh, into a story. And so it, it, it the news is like a caricature. <laughs> there, I'm going to use three different illustrations of the news. I think caricature is best, you know, when they draw your ears real big and they accentuate uh, the unique features about you. That's what the news does to events in our world. And 
if you fill your mind with caricature, you, it doesn't mean you're filling your mind with truth. It, it means you're filling your mind with, with, um, you know, a, a narrative that kind of inflates or distorts things. And so that can be dangerous to you. And what we focus on is, is so important. And, and so you ask yourself, okay, my focus is being broken, right? Like this is my, been my trouble. I can't stay focused. You say, well, okay. Um, if your focus is being broken, what is breaking it? What is it you're focused on instead of what your work is, what your duties are? Well, in this case, it's the news. And, um, this is just some, some common grace wisdom that, Cal Newport shares in his book, Deep Work. He says, what we choose to focus on and what we choose to ignore plays in defining the quality of our life. And he's saying, what you put your mind on is going to, uh, and, and, and vice versa, what you don't, what you ignore, what you choose not to focus on is going to define the quality of your life. And, and that is true, I think. Um, and, and limiting intake of these things, it doesn't mean you don't care. Um, but I think that the Lord didn't make us to care deeply about everything that's going on in the entire world. Hear me out. This is not me trying to be callous and trying to be realistic here. And I think we need to be realistic with ourselves. Um, one of my Twitter friends, Richard Caldwell, he, he made a good observation this last week. He said, could it be that God didn't wire us to carry every event taking place in every part of the world at every moment as if it were ours? Could it be that technology has produced a faux omniscience and omnipresence that is hurting mankind and not helping it? That was a very sage observation. And I, and I think that, you know, he asked those questions rhetorically, but I think that the answer is actually yes. I don't think that we were made to care about every single thing in the entire world. Um, I don't think we're equipped to do that. Uh, and so it, when you when you open up the news and you see all these horrible things happening and you try to apply scripture that you say, well, I, I need to weep with those who weep and I need to be compassionate. I would just say that I don't think that it's possible or or wise to try to to weep for every single thing that's happening in the world. I think that you will destroy yourself much more so because many of the things that are happening, you can't really do anything about. Whereas if you um, try to focus more on the things that are in your sphere of influence, that uh, the, th- the, the issues of perhaps people who are grieving at your church or suffering and trying to ha- and have a direct impact on individuals with whom you are closer to, uh, even in physical proximity, um, I think that weeping with those who weeps was the, the context that the scripture speaks about that in, uh, caring about those who are suffering who, who you can be compassionate and help. I think that there's a danger, danger really to your soul to fill your mind with, uh, with all these things that you're caring deeply about and for which you have nothing to, to do with. There's nothing you can really do about them. So I let the reader understand just to belabor this point a little bit more. I, I think people act as if caring cost you nothing. Um, the, you know, that to see the wickedness in the world is just this easy passive thing that you can, it's like, oh, don't you see that there, there's a problem in South Africa? Or there's, there's a problem in Spain. Like, why don't, shouldn't you care? Um, but for Christians, caring, true compassion uh, is, is costly. It's expensive. It, it, it means something. We give something of, of ourselves. True compassion does. 
Because for Christians, it's hard for us to see any hurt and not be compelled to action for it because we have Christ's love dwelling within us. Um, but if you were compelled to take action because for every cause that, that that's thrust into your face by the news or by someone who says, this should be the one thing you care about. And we said, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll care about that. You would never actually be able to accomplish anything because you'd be so divided in the causes that you care about. And when that next cause du jour rolls around and you're compelled to drop your present cause and give attention to that because next month now the big thing to care about is something else, you will be wholly ineffective with your life. Um, and, and this is how I think about it. I have a cause already that requires my full attention. Does that mean that I don't care about other causes in the world? No, of course not. But it means that I have to be careful not to be drawn up and drawn away into the latest cause. And especially that I'd be careful not to assume the world's solutions to these troubles. What am I saying? I'm saying that I am a child of God the Father. I'm a brother of Jesus Christ, brought, bought by his blood and brought into his family and put on a mission in this world. I have things to do and I have people to care for. I have, I have my sphere that I have been given to operate in and to care about and to give my life and blood for. I cannot lose focus on my mission because someone else tells me that this other thing now needs to be my mission. I hope that makes sense. And that's all under the heading of limit your news intake as a way of staying focused when the world's burning. Let me move on to some other ones that are a little less heavy. Um, a second, I would say re-examine your purpose. Re-examine your purpose. So I said, you know, you don't want to be drawn away by these things, but I have, with with the, these this latest stuff, with these protests and things, and all the proposed solutions and all of those, um, I've thought a lot about that. And, you know, like I said, I don't want to share too much into that, not because I'm afraid to or something, but that's just not the purpose of this podcast. But I just think that when you find yourself distracted, you need to remind yourself, as I was just talking about, remind yourself uh, why you're here and what your purpose is. You know, what is it that the Lord's given me to work on? And it's a good opportunity when you find yourself distracted to just to dwell on that and think about that. Um, so, so for example, what do I mean by that? For me, uh, I am a Christian. Uh, I see it as my goal in life to bring glory to God. And that's a, that's a broad goal, but I do that through, through evangelism, through sharing the gospel with others. I do that through personal, uh, holiness, trying to grow in my sanctification in Christ's power. I do that through stewarding my family. Well, I do that through my work. I work in technology to help provide a platform to get sound Bible teaching out to every corner of the world. And I do that through this podcast and blog. It's my other big goal is I want to help Christians to be more productive stewards of their lives for God's glory. These things take up all of my time and they are what I see as God's purpose for me in this world. And so when I find myself distracted from those things, I have to go back and think about those and remind myself, this is why I'm here. 
Third is see broken routine as an opportunity for reevaluation. We talked about in previous episodes about with the COVID stuff, and you can kind of, when your routine's broken, you can kind of be like, okay, why was I doing this? Was this the most productive use of my time? Maybe I should uh, add in uh, more time in prayer in the morning. Um, one thing my, my wife and I did uh, through the broken routine and that we've kept now that I'm back at work is, is going for a walk every morning together. Um, that's, that's a good thing. We re-examined kind of our routines and we added in something else. Um, so even with this, when your focus is broken by other things, take advantage of that and, and reevaluate. Uh, fourth, talk with others about what's distracting you. It says in Galatians 6.2 that we're to bear one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Christ. That's talking about Christians. It's talking about the body of Christ uh, bearing each other's burdens. And I think a very healthy thing, I don't think it, I know it, it says it here in the Bible, <laughs> we need to talk to each other. Um, especially right now with the stuff in the news, you gotta share it with somebody. Uh, I, I have had countless conversations, um, texts and phone calls and different things with people and going out to lunch with folks and saying, how are you thinking about this? What 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 is happening? Um, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And to listen to each other, find someone to, 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 to share your heart with and to listen to their heart. Um, but not just to listen and, and to be compassionate, but also to point each other, Christians, back to truth, which is the word of God. And point them back to the solutions to these problems that the word of God has. And the um, answers that the Bible has for how we deal with disagreements within the church. Let me pontificate for a moment. This stuff right now in the news with the Black Lives Matter stuff is a major dividing point in the church. I see it. You see it. I mean, we're all fighting with each other. I will just say this. The Bible tells us how to handle disagreements within the church. And we handle them through going back to the truth of the scripture. Not through politics or borrowing ideas from, from the world about what, what is right and what is wrong and, and how you, what we should do. You do it through humble, patient, Christ-honoring discussion around the Word of God. If you are debating with other believers during this time and find that is the thing that's distracting you from what you ought to be doing, um, it's good to talk through these things, but make sure that, <laughs> here, here, I'll say it this way, make sure that the way that you're discussing these things with other believers is actually productive. And the most productive way to talk about these things is doing it the way that God's word tells us to. Focus on the truth, not just on your feelings. Um, I don't remember what number was on, maybe five. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, except that there is a season for everything. So this is how to stay focused when the world is burning, except that there's a season for everything. Uh, Ecclesiastes 3.1, right? There's a, there's a time for this, time for that. And this season of life may look different and it may be less productive than other seasons. And that's a bummer, you know? I, I really do think that I, I had lofty ambitions for 2020 and, you know, many of them in many of the project goals and timelines that I had for stuff at work, they've all been pushed back stuff with this, this podcast, it's all been pushed back. Look, that's a bummer, but guess what? God's in control and it is just a different season and it, and, and, you know, you have to hold your plans before God with an open hand. And so I think accepting that, well, 
this is not the time is is helpful. They might your plans might be delayed, they might be scuttled entirely, um, but that's just part of living in a fallen world. Unfortunate circumstances and changes, uh, that's just part of life. And here's another one: how to stay focused when the world is burning. When fear comes, remind yourself that the Lord knows what He's doing. I should have put this one first, but I thought I would uh, close out on two really just important key ones. I got this and, and one more, and then we'll wrap up. But when you see all this stuff happening in the news, or, or you just, the world just seems to be shifting and changing so much, you have to put your eyes back on God. That is the only answer for all of this. That's the only answer for, look, I, I could abandon this, this whole podcast blog, all this stuff, and leave you guys with one piece of advice and just turn off the website and everything else forever. And if you just listen to this, you would live the most productive life ever. Keep your eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have your eyes fixed on him, you will have your mission in perfect crystal clarity in your mind. You will turn your eyes back to the word, his word, God's word, to find answers and solutions to issues in your life. You would remain undistracted and unfazed by all of the attacks of the enemy and the the pelting and distractions that the world tries to draw you away from him. Fix your eyes on Jesus Christ. Fix your eyes on him. Isaiah 55, 9 says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God knows what he's doing. I might not understand. I might not know what's going on. I usually don't. I'm often very confused in life. But God knows. And he loves you if you are his child, if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, and he has a plan for you. What a relief that is. What an amazing truth that is. So when the fear and the dismay and the despair creeps in for all that's going on in the world, remind yourself of that. God knows what he's doing. And he's in control. He's sovereign over all of it. And then finally, the last thing I would tell you, how to stay focused when the world is burning around you. I told you to take it to, to friends, take it to others to talk about, well, more importantly, take it to the Lord in prayer. Take it to him in prayer. Ask him. He is more powerful than you can possibly imagine. You know, that sounds like that's from the Bible, but I'm pretty sure that's from Star Wars. I think that Obi-Wan says that to Darth Vader. He says, if you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I didn't mean to quote Star Wars there. <laughs> what, what I'm saying is our, our, our God can quell every disaster. He can shake the earth and can end the earthquakes. He can start a fire, he can end it. He brought the world into existence and he will one day remake it. He is the sovereign Lord every, over every particle, every atom, and every event, and every human heart. And so all that comes to pass in this world doesn't come to pass without his say-so. And so when you say these, see these things going around you and, and you see recklessness and rioting and chaos fomenting in every corner of the map, go to Lord in prayer. Go to him in prayer. Say, Lord, I am fearful, but I know that you're in control. Say, Lord, I am disappointed. It seems that all of my plans and my 
best ideas are now going to come to nothing. And just ask him for help. Ask him for help. Well, that's all I have for you this week. I hope that some of these um, words and thoughts will be comforting or or inspirational in some way. Um, But I would just challenge you that, man, don't lose sight of why you're here. Keep striving to be productive stewards of the lives God has given you. This is a new opportunity. Every, Every challenge is a new opportunity. What I mean by that is you have opportunities now to glorify God in ways that you didn't have two weeks ago see this as, a, as an opportunity. How can I best glorify God in this conversation? H- how do I point people back to Christ through this? How do I provide solutions that aren't grounded in worldly philosophies, but are grounded in God's word? That's an opportunity to use your life well for him. So I will leave you with that. But until next time, in whatever you do, do it well and do it all to the glory of God. Don't forget, if you like the show, please do go ahead and subscribe, tell your friends. And if you want more things like this, be sure to sign up for the Redeeming Productivity newsletter. This twice-weekly newsletter gives you access to all of the latest podcast episodes, the latest blog posts I write, and my Friday feature, which is called Reagan's Roundup, in which I share different links from around the web that will help you in your journey to becoming a more effective Christian. You can find the link to that newsletter in the description and also at redeemingproductivity.com newsletter. So sign up today.